Have you ever had a lesbianist experience? And please tell us the story. <laughs> Alanis. <laughs> Another shot? Alanis. I know why you laughing too. Go ahead and drink. <laughs> Go ahead and drink. <laughs> All her hats got Yankee signs, Nike checks on all her kicks. She don't never take no lines, except the one, two, four, five, six. Says she live in Marble Hill, but she chill at Pelham Bay. No hellos or how you feels. All her friends say get okay. Bronx made, 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 Bronx made. Welcome to Bronx Girl at Heart, a space where we explore harsh truths about growing up in our 20s and show love to our past while looking towards our future. My name is Bronx Girl at Heart, aka Alanis. Hey everybody, we are at episode four. Thank you guys for coming back for another one. So just to give you all a heads up, today's guest is a friend of mine from way back. We'll let them introduce themselves later today, but I'm super excited because they launched their own business very recently. And it has to do with virtual assisting and a space that I'm not really familiar with, but I'm interested in learning. And I think today's episode will be a good lesson for all of us who want to launch our own business or get started on side hustles. So stay tuned for us to start discussing that. For the sound off, I'd like to talk about this quarter life crisis and chronic confusion that I'm going through. Currently, I've honestly been in my apartment hunt for like the last, I'd say six to seven months roughly. And what I realized in my apartment search is that for some reason I want everything to be perfect. I'm like, Where did I imagine myself at 24 Um, since I will be turning 24 in like a week, a week and a half from now? I can't even, I don't even know. It's so crazy. I feel like just yesterday I was graduating college and I mean, it basically is in pandemic years. I graduated very recently. That's all I'm going to say. And even, even besides that, sometimes I feel like a kid. Sometimes I feel like an elderly individual. So my chronic confusion just goes so deep. Like, I'm like, what block do I want to live on? I have no idea. Do I want Do I want to live in the city? Do I want to stay in Jersey? I honestly have no idea. And then the closer I get to actually taking a leap of faith towards the next step of my life, I get a little bit of cold feet. Like, I'm like, oh, wait, are they actually approving me for this apartment? Oh, that's scary. And I'm envisioning myself living alone. Can I fend for myself? I don't even know. Sometimes I feel like I'm in a video game. Like, I don't know. I feel like a kid trapped in an adult's body at some points. But then sometimes, like, on Friday nights, I feel like a 65-year-old trapped in, like, a 23-year-old's body. It's just, it's hard for me to get a handle on where I want to go next. And the... This is what I call chronic confusion. It's not just in terms of where I want to live. I don't know where I want to live. That's one. And then I don't know where I want to go next in my career. I've been in the same role for the last year and four months. Great job. And I think in the beginning, it was just something to do out of college. It was like my first big girl job. But now I'm like, I don't want to stay at an entry level forever. So where am I going next? I have no idea. It's to the point where I can't even set up a meet and greet with somebody because it's like, what do I say? I can't even say where I want to go from here or why I'm speaking to you. Like, I'm just going to be like, hey, I just want to chat. I just wanted to hear you chat. Like, I'm always, I've always been the type of person that I like being able to help people help me. So if I come to you, especially someone at a higher tier than me, I wanna be able to come to you and be like, this is what I want. How can you help me get there? And I'm not at a point where I feel confident at all. My health journey is in shambles. I'm just 
I'm just confused. But I do know that when it rains, it pours. So I feel like all the confusion, all a lot of things in my life are coming to like a halt. I don't know if it's a halt or just a point where I'm almost being forced to make a decision whether I have to go left or right. And that's what's causing me to be so confused because it's like for most of my life, I was acting or pretending that I was older than I was, that I was more grown than what I was. Now it's actually time to be grown and it's getting real. So I'm confused, maybe having a quarter life crisis, but I do have faith that there is a light at the end of the tunnel and that these in this season, I'm going to be forced to make really harsh decisions, but I think it's going to be a good year for me whenever I whenever I make it to close to the end of the tunnel. I don't even know where I am right now. Maybe there's a more difficult road ahead or maybe things are going to start lightening up, but that's just where I'm at. Anybody else confused, like literally not knowing where they want to go next, like not knowing what they want to eat next. I feel like I, my answer to everything nowadays is I don't know. I have no idea. Who do I like? What type of person do I like? What type of place do I want to live in? What block? What neighborhood? I don't even know. I have no idea. Anybody else feel that way? Let me know. Please DM us. We'd love to hear your thoughts. You know, I love to speak with you guys in the DMs and yeah, excited to hear what you all share. Um, I'm sure we can all relate on this together. Now, moving on to our next segment, we are introducing our very special guest. Hi, my name is Antonia. Hi, Hi. Antonia. So usually I have guests just say what borough they're from um their name their preferred name and then if you want to throw out your socials that'll be cool too okay so um i'm from brooklyn of course but i currently live in newark um like i said my name is antonia my instagram my business instagram is my first name sorry a-n-t-o-n-y-a-z dot v-a um and yeah that's it okay I love how you said I'm from Brooklyn, of course. Like, can't they tell? Like, come on now. <laughs> come on now. Even the voice changed and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but Antonia and I go way back. We were just saying before we started recording how long we've known each other for. Ten years. Literally. Ten years in September this year. Ten years is crazy. It is. It doesn't even feel like that long, to be honest with you. It really doesn't. And I feel like the pandemic probably has something to do with it. Like, I feel like two years were kind of stolen from yeah, all of oh, us. Oh, absolutely. It's a bit of a bundle to me. <laughs> like that. And we've actually known our producer, LR, for the last 10 years as well. Mm-hmm. Um, LR, Antonia, and I all went to the same high school. Mm-hmm. And I think we've mentioned that high school in a previous episode, if I'm not mistaken. But that... Well, what do you think about that high school? <laughs> I always tell people the high school that I went to was chaotic. I know you all remember us switching. First of all, our high school had four schools in it. And I know you all remember us switching floors damn near every day. I mean, every year. And it was always chaotic. There was always something going on. There was always a new principal. There was always new teachers. Um, so yeah, chaos, in my opinion. We were in the trenches for real in that school. And they didn't like, make it seem like it too. They had it all up on in the in the white people area. I don't know if I could say that. <laughs> but that school was ghetto. It was. That's the wildest thing to me because I remember my mom let me go through like the high school application process basically mm-hmm. by myself, which okay. was mistake number one. My mom did that too. <laughs> I, she My mom's from Trinidad, so she didn't really know about all that stuff. So I did that all by myself as well. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like my mom knew about it because my mom went to school here, but just mm-hmm. maybe, um, I don't know, like my mom's mom probably wasn't so on it because mm-hmm. my mom's mom is an immigrant. So then she yeah. was just like, I guess that's just something you do on your own. You know, let me know if you have questions. Yeah. And, you know, I would go to her for questions, but I, I thought this school was perfect. Like I told her, like, <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to say what it was about, 
But I'm like, it's a school focused on writing. Right. Look, I'm like, look at the pretty neighborhood. Literally. Up next to the brownstones and stuff. That's exactly where I want to live eventually. Mm-hmm. And then, psych. Yeah. Girls was getting their hair snatched Whole and slap dragged. Whole slap in the face. Thought like. <laughs> pages. Mm-hmm. Pregnancies. It was we just. On. <laughs> it was intense. But, okay, before we continue, mm-hmm. I kind of sounded off in the beginning about my quarter-life crisis that I'm going through and mm. the thing that I called chronic confusion. Do you relate to that? I can't way? tell you how much I resonate with that. And the fact that you call it chronic confusion kind of, I guess, puts it all together for me, what's really been going on. Starting my business was really hard. I think starting it is usually the hardest part. But like you said, you you kind of come as at, at a crossroad where you have to make a decision and... I think it's really hard being consistent, especially in the beginning when you feel like no one is actually watching you. So that's what I've been struggling with for real. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of the people listening probably feel like that too. So hopefully we opened up like a safe space Mm -hmm. to continue this conversation because I'm just like, I'm I'm around people my age, like often, well, not necessarily at work, but like friends and stuff. And I'm like, Hold on. Is no one else like really confused like and this. like yeah. kind of scared at the same time? Like I was I was thinking about it. Like I was like, damn, like moving like moving out and living on my own. It's like scary. that's, that's kind of scary. It's very scary. Absolutely. <laughs> it's really scary. So but I mean, we all do it. We all go through it. So I think that's why mm-hmm. everyone, especially people that are maybe like a few years older than us, they're like, girl, you'll be fine. Because f- you forget how it feels when you're there, I'm yeah. guessing. Yeah, I think so. Um, but yeah, we'll get, we'll get through it. Absolutely. So now we're at our Casa Confessions. Casa Confessions is when I ask my guests a few questions, like mild to out-of-pocket questions. Okay. And if they choose to not answer, then they'll take a sip of alcohol. In today's case, I will take a sip of alcohol (laughs) in in lieu of our guests um, whenever they choose to not answer a question if the questions are if the question is too spicy too hot then i will take a sip and also our producer lr will help us out too he's always down for a good time we're we're gonna be nice with you or nah okay so the first question is having good sex or 10 bands which one do you prefer <laughs> honestly 10 bands my sexual libido. <laughs> okay, give me a Damn, big words. What no. does libido mean for the people listening? Because not everybody knows. These it basically, big words. it basically means your like the 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 amount of like how how high your sexual, how how much. What? Like your arousal. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Okay. Yes, your arousal threshold. Thank you, producer. That's Damn. that's a good um that's a good way to put it. That is not very high for me, and mm-hmm. I say that with the utmost confidence. Relationships is not all about sex. Okay. Um, so ten bands for sure. Ten bands, ten and bands. then are you in a relationship? I forget. Okay. Yeah, no, I have a boyfriend. Okay, so you could split the ten bands with your with your man. Exactly, literally, Period. and will. Okay. So you mentioned that you smoke weed. Um, I think you said, did you mention that or did I assume that? I did not. Girl. I do. <laughs> I do. You saw how I just worked that in there. Right. I know that you smoke yeah, weed. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So I just want to know, like, what's been, like, your freakiest sex experience while high on weed? Um, if you, if you want to share. If not, then. Does it have to be weed? Oh, if you're high on something else, yes. While you've been under, let's say, while you've been under the influence of any substance. I would say, I wouldn't say it was a like the craziest experience. I think it was just the feeling. So me and my boyfriend tried ecstasy. Ooh. And we we turned on, I mean, it's corny, but we turned on like the, the lead lights in our room, had the music playing. And that was probably like the best sex I've ever had. 
Ecstasy is meant for that, though. It's meant to keep you going. It's meant to give you, like, a bit of a euphoric feeling. And So it was, like, rave sex, but, like, in your room? It wasn't rave sex because it was, like, <laughs> slow, nice vibes, oh. music. Like, it was good. <laughs> and did it, like... Wait, I really want to know about this because mm-hmm. I never... I always thought ecstasy was, like, a white people drug. I mean... <laughs> I get that because my boyfriend couldn't sleep for like six hours after. No. So, yeah, I think that's what makes the sex so good because it feels like it goes on for a long time, which, you know, yeah, it did. But yeah. Um, yeah, I would I would consider that a white people joke because we, we never did it again after that. Not because we didn't like it, but because it was just like a one time experience. OK, good mm-hmm. to know. Taking white people drugs with your man can actually be a little <laughs> a little cute, a little freaky. OK. Mm-hmm. All right. So next, I'd like to know if you've ever been caught pleasuring yourself and please share the experience and memory. You know what? I have not. I take a lot of precautions to not let that happen to me, even like with my boyfriend, because he'd be joking around. But like if he walks in on me doing that, he'll feel some type of way. I feel like, you know, like I could have did that for you. But no, I've never been caught. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. This is going well. Next question is going well for you, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make you for drink. Me. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. So next question. Have you ever been in a situation where you experienced, you saw a family member do something that you shouldn't have seen them do? <laughs> and can you share that experience? Um, I think, I mean, I think it's pretty lame. I feel like there was one time when I was like 10 or 11 and my cousins was having a party. I feel like it wasn't really a secret, though. I walked in on their room and it was my older brother and my older cousin and they were, they were smoking weed. Back then, that was like crazy to me, like mm-hmm. sin, like. You know, so I guess that's the only Did you thing. Snitch? That, no, because he told me not to. <laughs> I'm not a snitch. He told me not to. And it, yeah, nah. Okay. I feel like she knew though. My mother knew that he smoked weed. So she mm-hmm. had she had to know what was up. Exactly. Okay. Next question. That was lame. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. There was an interview that Glorilla did mm-hmm. and she mentioned that a freaky thing that she does is she has. I think I know what you're talking about. She has men nut on her food and she eats it. Um, where's like the weirdest or the most interesting place that you've been nut on or had nut be put on? <laughs> you're gonna have to take a shot. <laughs> Go ahead. That's all you playing. Drink Our up. producer is taking a shot. <laughs> that was kind of an insane question. Our producer is taking a shot. There we go. Now I'm pouring all the way. Yeah. I'm gonna drink a little water. Okay. <laughs> okay. So LR had a shot. How you feeling, LR? Tony had a shot of water. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you do it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Last question. Mm -hmm. Do you, just for reference, what do you identify as sexually? Do you care to share? I'm straight. Okay. You're straight. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had a lesbianist experience? And please tell us the story. (laughs) Alanis. <laughs> Another shot? Alanis. I know why you laughing too. Go ahead and drink. <laughs> Go ahead and drink. <laughs> why is it so quiet? Damn, she don't want to share the let's be honest experience, guys. I'm sorry. I tried to make it spicy. Okay. But we we actually getting drunk in this Casa Vigos. Okay, that was it for Casa Confessions. Okay. <laughs> Good.
good. I thought that was a successful round. <laughs> I think you did great. Thank you. Okay, so now we're going to get into our main topic, which is launching a business mm -hmm. and having side hustles and preparing for side hustles. So just for starters, mm -hmm. your business, can you explain what it is and what you do? So I am a virtual assistant. What that is, is basically like a an extra asset to your business or company um, that just takes off all of the extra tasks that you usually put off on your to-do list. There's usually stuff that you can look at and you say, okay, I could do that in two minutes. And that's what makes you push it further and further down the list. That's what we can do. You know, my target audience, um, I want to be able to help photographers. I've now decided on event planners and real estate agents. I feel like a lot of what the little things that I can do can benefit them benefit their business so yeah okay what about help? podcasters they're like <laughs> people that work on social media i mean i would have to look into what you guys do and how i can actually help mm -hmm. but um i do want to focus on certain businesses just so i know that i can reach out to those brands if that makes sense yeah and just to clarify for the listeners, so your title is like a virtual assistant? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. What got you into this? Did you do any type of research before pursuing this field? Yeah. So obviously, I feel like a lot of research starts on TikTok. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I did come across a lot of videos going over how it kind of made it seem like it's really easy to be a virtual assistant. But the main point was it was yours. It's your business. You kind of make all the, all the decisions, you pick the clients, you know? Um, so that kind of started it. Then I did my own research. I Googled a lot. And what kind of made me des de decide to actually launch it was, I'm, <laughs> to be honest with you, I'm actually losing my job in May. Oh. Um, I'm a contact tracer, so the government is cutting the funds for that in May. So it kind of forced me. It's something that I've been th thinking about for a while, but that kind of put me in a position like, okay, I need to have a next move, you know? So I don't know. I feel like I drifted from the question. No, I, you answered the question and that was actually my next question is what made you start okay, your business? Okay. So I love yeah. that you just jumped into that and it's, it's sad. I'm sorry. You're going to lose your job. It's I'm, fine. It's fine. I, it came down to the part where like, I don't even like it anymore. Of course. Yeah. So. I'm sure a lot of people were doing those like contact tracer jobs. So mm -hmm. it's going to be a lot of people out of jobs. That kind of sucks. Yeah. I mean, they, they fired a lot of people already within the past um, two years. It's only about 30 of us left. So it's gonna 30 be people in in my county, in the county wow. that I work for. Wow. So it's going to be like a whole mass layoff in May, unfortunately. Okay. That sucks. But mm -hmm. in this situation, you kind of made it into a positive. You were able to pivot. Yeah. And you use it as an opportunity to identify something that you'll be good at. Yeah. Do your research. And now you launch your own business. Yeah. Um, so I'd like to know a little bit about what motivates you to get up every day and work on your business. Honestly, that like I can't as much as I'm scared to fail, mm -hmm. like I can't. Like, I feel like I'm in a position where, like you said, I feel like I'm at a quarter life crisis. Mm. I need to get started on something now and prepare for the future because I feel like it's just getting further and further away from me. So that kind of motivates me every day. I do have my little um, manifestations and my quotes that I read to kind of help me through it and really help me stay consistent and know that, like, I'm trying to stay on a straight path you know like mm -hmm. i have my goal i have tunnel vision and that's what i'm trying to do so yeah that's very interesting because a lot of times when we hear people that start businesses mm -hmm. we don't really hear about like the work that they do on themselves exactly. like the manifestation that yeah. you talked about so what are some of those things that you tell yourself or those rituals or practices that you have patience is key mm -hmm. my boyfriend taught me a lot of patience that was always my achilles heel so i um that's what i kind of try to tell myself that not everything is gonna happen overnight um and just that 
I'm already where I want to be, if that makes sense. Everything mm-hmm. always works out for me. Mm-hmm. That's what I tell myself almost every day. Everything always works out for me. So, yeah, that kind of helps me through my day. That's nice. Mm-hmm. So that's like a mantra yeah. that you have. Yeah, I feel like I need one of those. Like, mm-hmm. I've even seen like TikToks where parents say them like with their kids yeah and instill that from young and i think that's beautiful yeah i think that's beautiful and i think it's never too late like if you're yeah if you're um at our age you can always start those new habits and retraining your brain Mm -hmm. so do you think this is a side hustle for you or is this where you want the rest of your career to go in terms of virtual assisting I want this to be my career. Mm-hmm. I do. If I was to choose a, a side hustle, I'd probably do Amazon FBA or just do data entry because that's basically what I do as a contact tracer. But I do want this as a virtual assistant to be my career. Like, that's the end goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But so right now, you're still working as a contract tracer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So your, your baby that you're launching is kind of like your side hustle or are you looking at, this, at the are you looking at different are you looking at it differently I feel like I should be looking at it differently you saying that kind of made it clear to me that as of now yeah it is kind of my side hustle me working throughout the day kind of takes up a lot of my time mm-hmm. and I'm tired you know I'm sitting in front of a screen for eight hours facts um, I, do, I, I work from home too so yeah, I get it yeah so it does I feel like that's what kind of cuts the persistency the consistency i'm sorry because i do be tired and it's not a lot of work to do um but it is because it's extra work throughout the day Mm -hmm. so yeah it's just kind of a bit of a side hustle but the goal is obviously to make it the the main the main income yeah Yeah. i i agree and even with this podcast i completely relate because yeah a lot of times we're chasing our dreams but if we're deciding to move in a more stable route especially living in new york or the tri-state area life is expensive nowadays so it's like you still need that stable money coming in some of us still need that some of us aren't at the space where we can just go and you know do the whole dollar and a dream thing which like i admire people that do that Mm -hmm. but it doesn't work for everybody it doesn't work for everybody yeah i agree um, so do you feel like there are people in your family or specifically the women in your family or the women around you that have influenced you in launching this new business? Absolutely. So I actually grew up, my, I, I consider my mom and my aunt raising me, my mom's sister. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up with them the entire time I was in middle school, up until high school, up until I moved out in 2020. So those are two very strong, powerful women in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom is probably the strongest woman that I know, and I want to be able to take care of her by the end of this. Like that, and I know everybody says that, but like that is the end goal for real. So just because of how much they've done for me, they did for me throughout those years, the amount of jobs my mom took that she knows she didn't want to do, that's inspiring. That is what I think makes them the strongest woman in my life. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's so beautiful. It seems like you were surrounded by like women that are go-getters. Yeah, absolutely. So that's just in your blood at a certain point. And um, your background, from what I know, you're Trini, right? Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like there's something about your background or the way you were raised culturally that comes through in your work? It's interesting. I consider myself Trinidadian Mm -hmm. but my mom raised me up here Mm -hmm. and a lot of the things she felt as though she had to change yeah so I feel like I was raised different than my brother because my brother was raised in Trinidad yeah um so I think I was taught a lot more I mean I guess it's different when you're a girl but I was taught more independence Mm -hmm. because obviously my mom and my aunt I, I was taught more independence I was taught more how to get on your own jump to the next thing i had a lot of different jobs Mm -hmm. now that i think about it but um 
I'm sorry, I lost the question, but did that answer? No, uh, yeah, I'm like, did your yeah. cultural upbringing mm-hmm. influence the way you work and like launching your business? Yeah. yeah, I think my mom was always that type of independent spirit. So that's why she kind of instilled it in me. So I think in that way, it kind of helped me know that I never wanted to work under somebody for the rest of my life. Like, I always wanted to be my own boss. Amen to Eventually. that. Amen to being your own boss. And not to shame people that have a nine to five because I currently have a nine to five. Hello. Me too. Hello. Hello. But I'm just saying for everyone, sometimes for for some of us, it's just like uh in the meantime thing. Exactly. And we want to get somewhere else. Or sometimes people want to stay there forever. But it just depends. As long as you're walking in your purpose and you feel comfortable with where you're at, then that's all that matters. Exactly. We're all just trying to get to that point of like scratching that itch and actually being fulfilled with this life that we have. Yeah. Um, And there's something that you mentioned about like how your brother was raised versus how you were raised. Mm -hmm. Do you think there was like a gender difference in your household? And did that influence you in the way that you are now? Well, my brother didn't actually grow up with me in my household. Okay. He wasn't in America. Um, he came here when he was about 19, I believe. So yeah. he was raised in Trinidad. I think the difference in our upgrade, upbringing was more disciplined. Yeah. My mom, to put it blunt, she couldn't really control me. <laughs> okay. But um, with my brother, um, I guess maybe it was also, it also had to do with the fact that he grew up with my grandparents as well a lot of discipline was instilled in him he you know got the 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 beating the slaps on the hand uh, 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 but i feel like because of that because of the certain things that he had to do like my mom never forced me to as bad as it sounds she never forced me to like wash my own dishes or wash my own clothes or whatever i kind of grew up and then decided to do that on my own but because i'm not disciplined and i live on my own now I can be like, oh, I could do that later, and then later becomes later, and then later becomes later. So I feel like if I would had more discipline, like my brother, I would know, like, okay, I, I need to do this now because it needs to get done. Oh, my God. Sense. Can I just stop you right there? Like, <laughs> I just relate to that so much. Mm-hmm. I don't even know, like, how to explain. <laughs> I, I think that's something that I've expressed to many different people. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, but, like, discipline is one of those things that it's the hardest thing for me yes. ever yeah like i me can too. do i can do discipline for a short amount of time yeah i can go on a diet i can go on and like you know a few maybe even a few months like yeah. get, get into fitness i can do that but discipline is doing something even though you don't want to in the moment exactly doing something because it's in support of your overall goal exactly even if you hate it yeah. And that almost that's something that either you have to train yourself to do or it has to be instilled in you from childhood. And for me, and it sounds like for you, yeah. I don't think that was instilled in me that it's much. Not. And it's much harder as an adult. It's very yeah. hard. It's much harder. And I think that's why it makes things very scary. So now, not saying that I... I never like when parents are too harsh on their kids. Mm-hmm. Not saying that you should be like a dictator in of your course. household. I feel like kids, there's a difference. Though. Kids should have choices. Yeah. But I think they should be held accountable. Um, and now, yeah, now it's harder to have those conversations with yourself as an adult and hold yourself accountable mm-hmm. because your version of accountability was always so jaded. Wow. I feel that I really step up to the plate when the fire's under my ass. Yeah, it's like when you have no other choice. It's like I have to feel it almost, and mm-hmm. then it's like, okay, now I have to pivot. Yeah. And I've I've been able to get by, like, perfectly fine. Like, I'm okay. I'm not, like, homeless or anything. I'm yeah. not, like, struggling deeply. So I've been able to get by, but I do see that it's uh, something that affects my quality of life a little mm-hmm. bit. I, I think my quality of life would be better if almost like I can trust myself a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Like I know that I can say, okay, I'm going to get up at 6.45 a.m. every day and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and I'm going to do that. 
and I know in my heart that I'm gonna do it. Yeah. There's almost yeah. a self doubt that I have that it's like, will I wake because up at six forty five? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> will I? We'll see. <laughs> we'll we'll find out. And I don't think I should like let the day take me like that anymore. No, absolutely. I, I think I should be I guess more proactive and more disciplined but it's it's hard when you don't have those habits so now as an adult we're building habits yeah on top of like all the other real world stuff we got to do like while we're building the habits and while we're getting to know ourselves and learning like bills are still coming in life still goes on no one stops for you my boyfriend says that all the time it always has to keep going like literally no matter what that's what i realized like no one stops for you like the craziest things could happen you know there's someone at my job right now that they're grieving you know and then you could Mm -hmm. take a few days off but like the emails the emails are still coming in so you're gonna answer those emails eventually like the job still needs to get done eventually the world doesn't stop for any of us unfortunately and um while we're figuring it out um there's not really especially if you live in new york city or in that area there's not really much grace given to people as we're coming into ourselves as young adults like you're just kind of thrown out there oh absolutely (laughs) but i think you're doing a good job now um now especially because you figured out something that you wanted to do Mm -hmm. and you actually did it how many people say that they want to start a business but they never actually do it that was the hardest part like i said that was the hardest part actually putting myself out there and telling myself that this is something that i can do i'm not gonna know how um I'm not going to learn until I get my first client. That's the only it's the only way. And I have to put myself out there to do that. So I'm yeah. proud of myself for even doing that. Yeah, I would say that's something that does make me want to be more disciplined whenever I actually do something and am consistent with it and achieve it yeah. or do even have like a small success from it. I'm like, wow, this feels so good. Yes, literally. Um, yeah so if anyone out there is struggling with discipline or just getting their life in order i would suggest literally just do it (laughs) like nike that's it (laughs) like nike just do it and then once you're there once you're there that thing that you've been thinking about like one day i'm gonna do it one day i'm gonna do it one day just get up and just do it you don't need because sometimes you make excuses for yourself too then you're like oh i need this i need this in order to start a business no you can just start it Mm -hmm. and you can figure things out as you go yeah things will come there's a scene my mom always used to probably has nothing to do with it but my mom always used to tell me as soon as i get my license a car will come and it did so as soon as you put your foot in the door it's gonna feel so good and um it's going to be a slow process, but it will come. Eventually, it will come, you know? So. Your examples are so great. <laughs> tell me why I never got my license, because I'm like, I'm not going to get a car. You will, though. You will. <laughs> I didn't think so either, but it came, and I was so I felt so blessed um, because it was so random, and I, ended, I paid for it myself. Yeah. You know? I'm like, I think it's really like, that's what I'm saying. I, I think sometimes we psych ourselves out and we think so much work has to be done before. Exactly. It's almost be- because that's the thing. I think we need to turn, now that we're older, we need to turn our dreams from dreams and make them into goals. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you want to do something, so start walking towards it. Not just thinking yeah. about it. And then once you walk towards it, look, it, it's more attainable. Exactly. Now it's closer. Exactly. Like, if you want a certain role, you want a certain position, I want a certain position don't mm-hmm. be like, oh, only certain people get that. No. No, like, okay, reach out to someone who's in that position, who's maybe in an entry level towards that position and ask them how they got there. Yeah, and that's going to be the only way. And I like how you said, turn your dreams into goals and not like the cliche when they say, turn your dreams into a reality because it makes it sound like it's just that easy. Like, okay, I can open a door and everything will work out for me. No, it is a road. It's different steps. It's a learning Mm -hmm. process. It's failing, but getting back up. So, yeah. Yeah, and I honestly, I... I don't mean to sound delusional or mm-hmm. live in like a like a la la land. Like I know life isn't easy and equitable for everybody. Everybody. Yeah. 
But I do feel that... Hmm, how do I say this? I do feel like God or the universe. Mm-hmm. I do think like chances... What what am I trying to say? I do think chances are given out often. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you have to meet the universe or God halfway. Mm. So okay. I that's that's like what luck is. They say like when when opportunity meets like preparedness. Mm. So I okay. I feel like if you believe it in your spirit, yeah, that you can get what you want. I honestly believe call me ignorant call me living in la la land Not okay at all. people are disenfranchised i get it mm-hmm. but you i do feel that everyone in this world can attain whatever they want as long as they make their not a dream not something that people on tv do not something that's in a in this like out of world space make it a goal for you yeah um and it's easier said than done a hundred percent but i i promise you that like once you start walking there and once you start heading there and once you start being like okay like if you want to be an artist like it's like okay let me actually walk into this record label and see what happens there exactly like once you start walking towards it then it becomes more feasible because then Mm -hmm. you're like wait these are actually people right it's more attainable it's more attainable Mm -hmm. oh we just got deep (laughs) i love that yeah so back to your business (laughs) do you think that everyone has what it takes to start their own business or are you special because like you think you're better than everybody oh please i didn't didn't think i had what it what it took from from the beginning i didn't that's why it took me um so long this Mm. year wasn't the first time that i came across virtual assistant like I've, I've known about that for over a year and to know that it took me this long to start it it's not embarrassing but it's almost just like it's one of those things on the list that I could have done in like five minutes um I think what do you that, mean you could have done in five minutes like I mean okay well obviously I put in a lot of work in creating my website and mm. my business card but even then, when I was finished, I looked over it like six to seven times. I sent it to my boyfriend. I sent it to my cousin. Like, is this good? Mm-hmm. I changed a lot of things. And it still took me a while to even post it. Yeah. Um, but I think everybody is capable of doing so. You mean that first step, a lot of times it just takes five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Introducing yourself to that person. Like you said, walking yeah. into that record label. It really is... Um, that's the hardest part, but yeah. it becomes the easiest part after you do it. That's and that's why I think um, everybody can do that. Everybody can start their own business if they want to. And if that's not something you want to do, that's okay, too. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy how a lot of times it's our self-doubt that stops us from... Exactly. Like, no one's stopping you. Especially a lot of but things me. are... Some things are... A lot of things are, like, free now because of the internet. Yeah. You can find a lot of people's contact information. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you can you can call a lot of people and try, and try to get yourself in their face, mm-hmm. you know? But a lot of people don't do it because of, like, self-doubt. And that's more... That's the internal work that we were talking about earlier. It's, yeah. like, building yourself up. Exactly, exactly. First. Yeah. Okay. So you mentioned a lot of like social media use Mm -hmm. in terms of for your virtual assisting and for your business. Mm -hmm. So like, how do you use social media to launch a business? Do you have any tips for people starting off? So I would say um, you what I the first thing that I did when I first started my Instagram is obviously introducing yourself to the people, Mm -hmm. what you do, who you are, why you do this. Um, I usually start with a a nice picture of yourself, let them know how you look, a nice smile. The second thing that I did was I began following the people that I wanted to be able to help. I followed a lot of event planners, a lot of photographers, um, just obviously the people that are my target audience so you want to be able to reach the people that you're trying to actually do business with so that's what i did so yeah those are two tips i guess Uh, that's a those are great tips for people that don't know like even have an idea of where to start Mm -hmm. hearing 
other experienced individuals just share like what they've learned along the way it's Mm -hmm. super helpful so thank you for that yeah so i just want you to remind our listeners again Mm -hmm. of your online business and your socials and where they can find you so my instagram my business instagram is my first name with my initial that's my last name is my oh my middle name is zoya (laughs) um so that's a-n-t-o-n-y-a-z dot v-a when you go on my instagram you'll find a link to my website so yeah yeah Something that we always do with our guests is mm-hmm. that we talk about harsh truths. Okay. Um, we've had a very long conversation today that got kind of deep at some points. Mm-hmm. So are there any harsh truths that you've had to learn recently from your experiences starting up this business or just being someone, you know, in your 20s trying to understand and make the most out of this life, you know? I think one of my harshest truths that I had to admit to myself was that I I have really bad money management. Oh. Uh, I mean, I feel like everybody thinks they're the worst, but I feel like I'm definitely the worst. And obviously that goes hand in hand in starting a new business, you know? Some money has to go into that. Um, Yeah, that's a... I, it's a it's a work in progress, you know. I think it's gonna take a lot more discipline and writing things down. I think I do better with actually being able to see the numbers in front of me, and instead of doing it in my head, because that's what I do every week, every time I get paid. Um, but yeah, it also has to do with cutting down on certain things, eating out, mm-hmm. weed maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We gonna talk about that in the future. <laughs> um, <laughs> But just cutting certain things out of the budget, certain no, things that I know I don't need that I just want, you know, at the moment. Um, it's discipline. That's where discipline mm-hmm. comes back in. So, yeah, money management. Facts. And you see how, like, even towards chasing your your goal that mm-hmm. was your dream, you're starting to get more disciplined because it almost yeah. puts that fire under your ass. Like, yeah. now you oh, have yeah. to. Absolutely. I agree. So I feel like you'll notice that, like, whenever you're on the right path, things just start falling into place exactly and that's how you know you're on the right path yeah um my harsh truth that Mm -hmm. i noticed is that it's it's a cold world out there and honestly like for any of us that even have decently okay mothers and parents that kept us alive yeah like there's nothing safer and more like more worth holding on to than your mama's house or your family's house or the not for everyone Mm -hmm. but in my experience and i mean i still want to go okay absolutely but i think just that like we under we take for granted that just protective space and and safety Mm -hmm. that we have when everything is picked out for us Mm -hmm. like you don't have to care about how this roof got over your head it's just there Mm -hmm. a lot of us don't even say thank you when like our parents serve us food like it's just you don't even need to know how that plate got there it just got there yeah like we take 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 for so long and then eventually we have to do for ourselves and it's like oh it's kind of scary it's kind of confusing out here too and then you think about you think about like how your parents did it or how people before you did it. I'm like, yeah. it is so scary and hard out here. <laughs> like random things. I'll just ask my mom sometimes sometimes, like um even buying Christmas gifts yeah. is like a quick example, not to get too off topic, but mm-hmm. like I was like spending so much money on Christmas gifts. I'll drive myself crazy yeah. knowing what to get people. Yeah. Um, and I don't even have the biggest family. It'll mm-hmm. probably just be like, you know. I mean, I, I'm a gift giver, so maybe it'll be for, like, five to seven different people. Mm-hmm. But I will drive myself crazy. Just trying to make it perfect. Trying to make it perfect, yeah. knowing what to get somebody. Sometimes I'm so, like, again, confused. I'm like, I don't know what to get this person. I'm spending so much money. Like, I need to budget myself. Yeah. And then I was thinking about it. 
I'm like, my mom used to buy so many gifts for me, for other people's kids, for my grandma, for my uncle, literally for everybody. Like my Christmas tree when I was younger, not to brag, I was an only child, but my Christmas trees used to be full. Yeah. And I'm just like, how? How did they when do it? When you think it? back, yeah. It's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And my mom wasn't rich. So it's like, it's a lot. It's crazy. How... I guess we all figure it out at the end, but no one talks about the craziness while it's mm-hmm. happening. <laughs> I think it's, I mean, I, th- I feel like a little bit deep down, we all are, we look at each other from the outside and we assume this next person has it all together. And as now we can see, we resonate with each other a lot more than we probably thought mm-hmm. in the beginning. Um, so I think that's why, I think that's why we don't talk about it because we assume the person next to us is okay. Yeah. I'm not okay. That's fine. And it's okay. Damn, I'm not going to say the corny thing. It's okay to not be I'm okay. I'm not going to say the corny <laughs> thing. But I'm just saying, like, yeah. honestly, and I wish sometimes people could be more vulnerable. Yeah. I was I was speaking to someone in my job recently who was, like, above me, um, I guess, and they're, like, a higher tier. They're, like, a manager. Mm-hmm. And they were, like, I don't know where I'm going to go next. Yeah. And even hearing them say that, like they didn't go too deep in it, but that was like, oh, like I felt a little seen. Yeah. Because I was like, here I'm trying to like get to your level or somewhere near your level. And even there, like you can still be confused. Like mm-hmm. life is really about growing, to be honest. And yeah. I think we're at like a quarter life crisis, but then they have like, what is it, like a midlife crisis? Mm-hmm. I think there's always going to be seasons where we're pushed to question and mm-hmm. reevaluate where we go next and that's mm-hmm. just a part of the journey yeah yeah well i think you shared some very beautiful advice thank you i loved having you today i love this this was really this was really nice i enjoyed our conversation yes Girl. one last thing before we end off mm-hmm. i always have a guest like pick a song of the podcast okay um so is there a song that you've really been enjoying lately and you'd like to share with the people let's do uh, boys a liar (laughs) oh my gosh this podcast the remix of course of course come on now this podcast has been supporting ice spice i think it's just (laughs) been two weeks in a row but i feel like we're very ice spice influenced Mm -hmm. ice spice if you're listening we love you and we'd love to have you but yeah it was great spending this last hour hour and change with you today Antonia and keep listening guys we'll see you at your we'll see you at the next episode bye